You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. For over 20 years, trust and estate planning specialist Sherry McMillan has helped families safeguard what they've worked so hard to build. In conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, Sherry talks about opportunities and challenges families and family business owners should be aware of. You know, we have a depressed economy that's not a secret. It means that the valuations of our assets have diminished. And so now is an opportune time um, to solidify the value with with utilizing a trust plan called an estate freeze. And just to explain that, to make it simple for us to understand, is let's say I have an estate or I have, let's say, a business worth $10 million today. Well, I have the privilege to freeze that value in my estate today at $10 million. And if it grows to be worth $30 million through my retirement and the later phases of my life before I transfer it to the children, what is happening is because I froze it at $10 million, what happens is in an estate freeze, an estate freeze doesn't die, we do. And so what happens is when I die, when my estate is worth $30 million, I don't pay tax on $30 million, I pay tax on ten. Now at tax rates of 48%, Peter... <laughs> It's not rocket science to see the math on this. This is real money, um, and it's sizable for generations ahead. And we need to seize the day while we have this window of opportunity. So as strange as it is, the silver lining of the fact that the economy is depressed at the moment, that things are worth less in the moment, is an opportunity for us in estate planning. If we wait a decade for it to recover, let's say it takes, we're missing that window of opportunity. Now, that being said... This calendar year, there's also another opportunity that I would want families to know in, in tax planning that the federal and provincial governments are diminishing, and that is the area of what we call self-insuring your estate taxation in your estate. So let's say you have an estate at worth $10 million today, and we conclude that you owe 3 or $4 million of tax. Well, you could relabel 3 or $4 million of your wealth, call that self-insurance to pay your estate tax, that three or four million, if it becomes eight or ten million through your lifespan, you pay no tax on it. Now, this is going to only be a window of opportunity for us over this next calendar year because when the new budget arrives next year, that amount of value and that percentage of our estate is going to be diminished substantially. So we are exceptionally busy, truthfully, right now, um, endeavoring to do this kind of tax work because we're on a limited time horizon before the next budget arises and takes that privilege away from us at this grand level. And we talk about an estate plan being a living document. Well, all of a sudden, clients you've had for years are coming in and saying, how am I affected by what is in the new budget? Uh, and what do I need to do to protect myself and try and guard that I don't lose too much income uh, to the tax office. Yes, so that's one of the first techniques that we're doing is that tax minimization. So we call it giant tax-free savings account planning um, to simplify it for people so that they understand what we're endeavoring to accomplish. And then the second facet that you know is prominent right now, especially due to the economy and the oil prices, is for those of us shifting into retirement, a lot of people are receiving packages um, as we speak. 
And so what a lot of families are doing right now is they're repositioning their asset base, not in what we call the bank law system, but alternatively into the trust law system through estate planning so that they can protect the capital that they have crafted and put in reserve for retirement. So a lot of us don't realize that we have this opportunity or privilege to protect our actual values in our state, like our GICs and our stocks and our mutual funds and our RSPs, and we can put a basically a baseline protection on them in trust so that if the stock market crashes again during our retirement or crashes when we pass on, our family doesn't receive the diminished value, but alternatively, they receive that frozen guaranteed value. And that's another estate freeze technique that a lot of families are seizing the day about, especially because of what has been occurring in the last couple of years. Let's remind the listener about uh, the listeners about um, misconceptions of estate plans. I suppose the biggest one is that if you have a will, you have an estate plan, not so. <laughs> that's true. I would say that that is the first one, um, the most obvious one in this well, my lawyer prepared it, so it must be an estate plan. So I wish uh, re-clarify and say a will is simply a distribution plan of your assets. So not to be confused with a tax plan. There are totally two different things. Um, and because a will only addresses the moment we die, it doesn't contemplate how we create and craft our estate through our life, nor our tax designs when we do eventually do the wealth transfer. Um, you know, that's an important facet to estate planning is understanding that not everything is black and white in life. And so you do have to understand your choices and what the pros and cons of particular planning could be. So, for example, historically in Canada, one of the techniques that people would do in estate planning is they just add their children to their asset base and think that was a really great solution. Well, in principle, that sounds easy, but there's some major complications that come along with that. So, you know, the first one is, what if your child died before you? You've given up that asset and it's part of their estate, not yours any longer. There's also a tax complication because the moment you add a child to an asset, you might remove the ability for you both to have a tax-free primary home, for example, if you've added them to your house. Or if you've added them um, to particular investment accounts, now you're going to get a T-slip. And if you're already earning a high income, it causes you a dilemma. And then the saddest one, Peter, I think that's often um, a very common one, unfortunately, in modern society is half of our children go through a divorce. And so we add our children to our asset base and then they experience a divorce. Guess what happens to half that asset base? So, you know, on one hand, there is this opportunity. On the other hand, you have to look at, well, how will it actually impact my real life family and situations that could arise? And so alternatively to that solution in our office, what we utilize instead of that as the mechanism of adding everybody to everything is we use a wonderful tool that we have available to us in Canada called a trust. And it's like a third family member, if you want to call it that. But it does nothing wrong and it's very well behaved because it's just a separate legal entity of the family. And it's actually how for generation after generation, old England had transferred its wealth to the kings and the queens. And they still do it to this day. But the pro of this is it avoids all those kinds of family dynamics and issues of real life. Mm. So uh, the areas to be considered when completing an estate plan, I would call it a personalized template because there are some things that are common to every estate plan, uh, and yet it can be set up in such a way that it takes into account personal wishes, um, personal situations. 
That's right. And so we actually break estate planning into four main components, Peter, in our office. And the first one may not be obvious when you're thinking of the language estate planning, but the first one that we work on is our life plan. And the reason for that is obviously our legacy plan is only one moment in time, the moment we die and what happens to our assets. But our life plan is so much more important than that because it's about how we protect our asset base through the decades ahead whilst we are in retirement and enjoying life. And, you know, to have a legacy plan is fine, but if I lose my asset base through my life, I don't have a legacy plan anyways. So I always say to the families, it's the opposite. We want to protect mom and dad first because we're naturally protecting the children by protecting mom and dad first. And we're going to be protecting their retirement protecting it from all kinds of things, taxation, lawsuits, privacy, um, market downturns, all these things that really do impact us. And many of us, because we snowbird, you know, have kinds of issues that we may not have had historically when we're only in Alberta as a retiree. To say nothing of health care and housing and, and end of life care and those kinds of issues that, that should be planned for. That's right. And, you know, there's a uh, moving target in this area. There's a lot of debate, obviously, of end of life planning. And because we are living so long, it's a brand new phenomenon, especially in North America. I remember about 10 years ago, Peter, I took the study out of UBC and it was absolutely amazing to me because they were forecasting that there were more people over the age of 65 than under the age of 65 in North America for the first time in mankind's history, not ever just like in history so this is like an amazing shift and a completely different point of view of well what does that mean and because we are living so long we're living you know as you know when we brought out the cpp in canada we only lived a couple more years and then we were passed on and only had that benefit for two but now we're living into the 80s and 90s so if we have decades ahead in retirement we have to give a lot of contemplation to how we protect that asset base in those elder years as well, because those are very vulnerable years because we're not actively in business any longer, um, but we have created a lot of affluence. And we can also be a target sometimes, in my experience, of you know elder abuse. This is a real thing that happens in, in the whole of our population. And very sadly, it's at a time when we are vulnerable and don't know how to protect ourselves any longer because we may have diminished mental capacities and so forth. So we need to build in that game plan while we're young and healthy and astute and have the privilege of putting in the right safeguards to make sure that wealth is actually there to give us our care in the elder years when we might need it the most. And Sherry McMillan takes a closer look at estate planning opportunities when we return after this short break. A reminder, the next McMillan Estate Planning Seminar will be held Thursday, May 26th. Register online at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room. 